Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Greetings, everybody. This is Fred Alexander Oyola, the pastor here at Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. You're tuned in to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi's podcast. This is where we post our sermons, our encouragements, and we hope that you've been listening to us. We hope that we are blessing to you and to many. And we hope also that 2022 has begun well for you. This month, we are looking at a beautiful series that has just been coined, Never Give Up on Doing Good. Last week, we began by looking at Never Giving Up on Doing Good to Those Overtaken in Sin. This week, we're looking at Never Giving Up on doing good to those overburdened. Our Bible reading is from the book of Galatians, chapter 6. We are reading from verse 1 to 10. But before we read that, just some quick announcements for or from us here in Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We began our Bible reading plan on the 10th of January. It's available on our Linktree profile link. If you want to read the Word of God, Tafadali, just go on our social media handles. It's on there, the bio link is um, from Linktree, the app. And so it has everything from the directions to our, where we are located. It has our giving details and it also has the Bible reading plan. We encourage each one of us to read the Bible for themselves. And so join us in this beautiful journey. It's one of the most beautiful journeys we'll ever take. So try it out this year. We begin plugging or some of us know as Mizizi at the end of this month. So please sign up and be part of it. You know, plug-in is where we reconnect with God, we reconnect with His Word, we reconnect with um, the community that we live in, and we also remind each other or point each other to the destiny God has set for each one of us. Malkia, our ladies, have begun their deeply divine, uh, eh, deeply divine, deeply defined experience. It's an amazing eight to ten week, uh, ten week experience. It began yesterday, and so we are so glad that our ladies have some place that they can remind themselves about God, who, uh, what His Word is, and also their identity in this same God of Heaven. And so, yeah, like I said, our Bible readings from the Book of Galatians. We're reading chapter six, verse one to ten. I'm reading the NIV, so here we go. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity... Let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to share your word. We pray that you help us to 
not only hear your word but to store it in our hearts not only to store it in our hearts but to also remember it to do to do it according to how you have directed us to do it help us to fight off the enemy who always seeks to steal the word from our hearts that it may not bear fruit jehovah we pray all this in your name amen the book of Galatians, like I said last week, is a letter that is unique in the sense that unlike the other letters around it, it was written to a group of churches around Galatia. Galatia was a term used both in the geographical and political sense, and so could have meant an area anywhere from Antioch to Derby, which are all areas in the present-day Turkey. Paul wrote to these churches to address the issue of justification by faith alone. The churches in Galatia had Judaizers, Jews, who had become Christians, who are still insisting on following the works of the law in order to be accepted into Christianity, and went as far as to discredit Paul as an apostle because Paul was mainly um, speaking to the Gentiles, and he was never really insisting upon the laws of the Jews to be followed. Justification, then, is God's righteous act of removing the condemnation, guilt, and penalty of sin by grace, while at the same time declaring the unrighteous to be righteous. Through faith, though, in Christ's atoning sacrifice, it doesn't mean in any way that it's, an, it's, an, it's, a license, it's a license to sin. But it is the power to live a spirit-controlled walk that ends up, obviously, in bearing fruit. In chapter 6, like we said last week, we meet Paul breaking down the walk of the Christian by the Spirit. Paul is telling us that the evidence of having the faith of justification is living by the Spirit and this in doing good. Paul directs the Galatian church to, one, do good to those caught, overwhelmed, and overtaken in sin. To do good to those that are overburdened by the issues of life. Number three, to do good to the household of faith. And number four, to never give up on doing good because there is a harvest if you don't give up. Last week, we looked at doing good to those caught, overwhelmed, and overtaken in sin. Today, we continued looking at never giving up on doing good to those overburdened. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 to 5, Paul has told us that we need to carry each other's burdens because in this way we fulfill the law of Christ. Verse 3, if anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. So each one, verse 4, should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. And then finally, verse 5, for each one should carry their own load. And so that's what we look at. And we begin by saying that a burden is a heavy load. What Paul is telling us is as believers we must never give up in doing good to those that are bearing these heavy loads that are overburdened. A disclaimer here is that we must remember that Jesus is the burden bearer for all of our burdens as human beings and informs us of this in Matthew eleven twenty eight, saying, Come to me. All you who are weary and are heavy laden or are burdened, and I will give you rest. This doesn't excuse us from bearing each other's burdens because he has said that it will be fulfilling his law. So, okay, which law is Jesus talking about? You remember very well when they asked him in Matthew 22, specifically verse 38 or 37, I believe, that what is the greatest law? And he answers by saying, law one, Involves loving the Lord your God with all your heart, strength, and mind. Then, law two, the greatest commandment, he says, 
is that we are to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Loving our neighbors means bearing their burdens and then bearing our burdens as well. We do this because Jesus taught us how to and so by this we fulfill his law. Last week we saw how to bear the burden of sin in our neighbor or when our neighbor is overwhelmed by sin. When our neighbor is caught in sin, we step in by shining our light and we also find a way to help them out. Bearing each other's burdens forces us to go beyond sin. It does not just end in sin. It, we have to go beyond and into the issues of life that once in a while may overwhelm us. The most obvious burden is material burdens and this one we know very well. Material burdens are things that are tangible that we can help each other with when we are overwhelmed. This includes food, shelter, clothing, and everything in between. School fees, hospital bills. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. This is an easy one for us since some, if not most of us, have seen this need pop up everywhere these past few years. We've mostly been in need and it has taken us to share most of our resources with those in need in order to reduce the burdens our neighbors have had. What God is telling us is never give up on doing good to those overwhelmed by material burdens. 1 John 3.17 warns us that if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? So God's love demands that we share our material resources or possessions with those that have material burdens. So may that be our portion. That's an easy one. I believe the most difficult burden to bear is an emotional burden. These are emotional needs that have probably not been met for a very long time and have overwhelmed us over time. It is the most difficult burden to bear for another, but the Lord is calling us to carry these as well. It forces us to get into our neighbor's spaces and check if any of the emotional needs are, are burdens and stepping in to carry them or help to carry them. It forces us to do life with our neighbors and will call for heavy lifting, just like the material burdens. Consider the following as we ponder on that. Jesus was not born in the kingly family, in the kingly homes that we knew in scripture. So that the biggest population, most of us, would relate to him. Jesus had women follow him in his ministry to remind them that they were needed by him. They could find an identity in him because he allowed them to do ministry with him. Even in a time that was very difficult for men and women to stand in public together. Jesus turned water into wine to show that he related with the celebration of the wedding. He knew what the wedding was all about. So he helped in the way he did. Jesus cried for his friend Lazarus to remind us and the family that he felt their pain. Jesus ate the last supper with his disciples even though he knew that they would all betray him. Think about that. Jesus reappeared to his disciples many times after his resurrection. To help them with their unbelief. If Jesus could do all of this, the power of the Spirit of God living within us will help us bear each other's burdens, these emotional burdens, to the level that Jesus um, did. Jesus is commanding us to bear with each other's burdens in love. And what we must remember is that the love of Jesus isn't limited to just those that we love, it must cut across to our enemies. That's the most difficult bit. If Jesus could have a meal with Judas for the glory of God, hmm. so can we. 
If Jesus could have a meal with Judas for the glory of God, so can we. There are some enemies in our lives that God has allowed for his glory. So, we must love like Jesus did and leave the rest to him. Luke chapter 6 verse 27 to 36 says the following. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High. Because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Hey, what a portion of scripture. God isn't calling on us to do good to our friends only. Neither is he calling on us to do good to those we have common ground with. God demands that we, give, we never give up on doing good even to those we consider our enemies. Those that have hurt us along the line. If and when they harm you, here is the answer. Let God avenge you. That's his job. The number one deterrent to doing good, both to our friends and enemies alike, is pride. Pride cheats us into believing that one, others' burdens are their own fault. So, we shouldn't help them carry them. Pride cheats us into believing that number two, our so-called enemies don't deserve any sort of help from us. So if that is you, assuming that people's problems are their own, or these enemies don't deserve any help from you, pride has overwhelmed your heart. Pride helps us to forget that we could be in need of others to help with our burdens. So we should never allow it to stop us from doing good. So if you have a problem with helping those in need, helping the enemies, maybe the issue is pride. Think about it. Think about that for a second. The word has told us that we need to consistently check on our actions to weigh them on whether they are following in the Lord's examples or not. We should all then each carry our own load, not to disqualify what you are being told as concerns doing good, but in the actuality of checking on ourselves doing good, reminding us that Christ will one day weigh each action at the end of time. So carrying your load means checking on whether you are performing to what God's law demands, which is to do good to both the good and the bad neighbors. Think about that. This year, purpose to belong to a group of believers that will constantly encourage you to do good. We are really praying that our efforts right here in Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi in reminding you about community, through these many things that we are doing, will bear fruit because community will encourage you to do good and do it very well.
It will also be a very good place to check on the pride of your hearts that hinders doing good. And so in closing, may we forever check on our hearts. Are we struggling to do good to our neighbors? Or do we find it easy to do good to those good neighbors of ours? If we are doing just good to the neighbors that are good, then there's a problem. Because Christ demands that we do good even to those neighbors of ours that have not been very nice to us, that have hurt us. Those neighbors, family, friends, colleagues, whoever they are, that we consider enemies. God demands that we do good to them because, like we've said all along, there is a benefit, there is a blessing. You will be doing what Christ did. And so may the Lord bless each one of us to do good to those that are overburdened, whether they are nice to us or whether they are good to us. God bless you and join us again next week. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.